What is your profession? Welcome to Wolverine Nation. I say what I mean, I mean what I say, and I say what needs to be said. Global leader in military combatives, 45 martial arts world titles, renowned actor, writer, and a malicious warrior with brutally honest opinions. This may step on some people's toes. If it does, then you're a special kind of stupid. <laughs> Are you kidding me, buddy? This is America's Sheepdog. Kicking it with the Wolverine. Well, see you, everyone. Uh, we here we are with the Legend Show, and it's my honor to introduce your host, Professor Gary Lee. Professor Gary Lee, you there, sir? Aloha, Wolverine. How are you doing tonight? Doing good. Doing good. How about yourself? Well, I'm excited. I got an old Texan. On this show tonight, we're having a good time. Awesome. Awesome. That That's good stuff. So, yeah, well, it's your show, so whatever you, if you're ready to bring on uh, your first guest, just go ahead and uh, bring them on and, and, and let's get this, let's get this show, or go, well, actually, we need to interview the guest. I've got so much going on, i got notes all over the place. So we need to inter- uh, bring on your special guest. For tonight so yeah just go ahead and bring that special guest on so you can start your interview thank you thank you wolverine thank you for the talking stick now ladies and gentlemen this is our sixth show on the wolverine nation and we try to bring the best interviews that we can for you to listen to and we want to thank Dean Piles, the Wolverine, and his working staff to be able to put the legend show together. And tonight we have a very special guest, a pure Texan, someone that I admire, someone that I look up to, even though I might be a little taller than him, but I still look up to him. His name is Maxi Cardoza, one of the Coolest names I know, exactly. Max, you there, buddy? I'm hanging in there, bro. Hey, good to hear your voice, Maxie. And when I say old Texan, I don't mean that. Uh, disrespect. I mean, well, you, you got a peg right, though. <laughs> you know, let's talk a little bit about your history. When did you, what year did you make Black Belt, Maxie? I'm sorry? What year did you make Black Belt? Uh, 60 cents, I guess you know, 70 and a half. Hey, Wolverine, can you hear? We got an echo going on. Did you hear that, Wolverine? We got an echo going on, buddy. Well, I, I'm, I'm sure he's aware of it. Um, Maxie, have you been in Texas all your life? No, I have not. I am a, I'm kind of a weird transplant. Uh, I was born in Bronx, New York. 
My mother uh, was from southern Louisiana. Uh, she was from Bill Platt, Louisiana. She met my father at uh, Fort Polk. He was a soldier there in the late 40s, 50s. Uh, they moved to, they got married, moved to New York, lived there for about uh, maybe two years, three years almost. Moved to my grandmother's house in Bill Platt, Louisiana. So I'm uh, I'm Portuguese and Cunas. My mother was French. Um, he left, decided to go look for work, didn't come back. So we moved to Fort Worth in 19... Oh, I'm thinking... Let's see, 46... 1952. Moved to Fort Worth in 1952, and I've been in Fort Worth and a Texan since then. Now, did, were you under Mr. Brawson while he was alive? Is that he made rank under? I, I can't hear you, Jerry. Did you make rank under Mr. Brawson, or who did you make rank under? No, I, uh, Don Shumoff, uh, who was a Shotokan uh, stylist, I made the black belt in 19... Let's see, I started 67. 1970, I made black belts under Don Shaw and the Shotokan system. Um, he moved to out of town, and I went to uh, Mr. Pat Burleson and retested for first black in 1971. Wow. Okay. I get used to this echo. Um, you know, last year, I believe it was, you and Eric, your son, received the Billy Brown work with Steve Park, Jim Pafty, and Billy Smith. What was that? Well, we went from uh, Mr. Mr. Burleson had a, a, high, a, a brief hiatus. He left town uh, when I was fourth degree and wasn't back for a good while. So we started training with Mr. Bramer, Billy Bramer. And uh, made, was tested fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth under Mr. Bramer. And then Mr. Burleson, um, of course, he was back by then, uh, tested me for my Grandmaster Bell, 10th degree. Cool. Now, Max, you've been to quite a few legends and gatherings. What have you experienced being around all those incredible people that the museum has got to put together? What's it been like, brother? Well, my personal experience has been through uh, primarily the late 60s and the 70s through 1980, probably. Aaron probably was from uh, the 80s through the 90s. But right. my experience has been through, um, well, we went through the um, the hard, hard 60s and 70s. Um, Mr. Steen, Mr. Burleson, Fred Wren, uh, Demetrius Savannas, I mean, just on it. I mean, Mr. Buten. Uh, just so many of the people that I've met, are, most are still my friends, by the way. Um, 
it was a wonderful, wonderful time. The, the tournaments were great. The competition was very strong. And from 63 or so to maybe close to 78, we didn't have any uh, what you would call armored gear. We had a mouthpiece and a cuff. That was um, that was the way you fought. Very strong, very strong time. And I think the people that survived that uh, remember it quite well. Yes, sir. Well, what I also want to find out is that you've been to quite a few events uh, the museum has put together. How do you feel about that? Do you feel that you've learned a lot and met a lot of cool people? I have met some of the most wonderful people um, that uh, obviously knew previously, but then I also met from new experiences. And uh, it's just been a it's been a great time. It really has been. Uh, the, the museum has has brought a lot of people in. I was able to sit on a lot of nice and temperature boards. And the new the new one that's coming up with the cat. I think it's a great, great uh, situation. Uh, I was told about him from the time that I was an orange belt until I was, you know, a black belt. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, I want to surround the event in October with some incredible people like you, but Mike realized that he is appreciated and he's loved by the karate community. Well, and Mike is... Um, you know, I, I was there, I think it's been maybe four or five, I, I have no memory, I'm old, maybe six years ago, and I had a picture of a jump sidekick that I did, and I pres well, I had presented it, and he showed it to him, and he asked me if I had choreographed it, like maybe <laughs> had somebody hold me up in the air. <laughs> Right. And I said, no, no, Mr. Stone. I said, that's actually me when I was like, you know, weighed about 120 pounds. Anyway, uh, I, I, I thought it was, it, was a, it was a great point that he indicated that it was uh, something that he uh, he liked. That's super. Well, listen, Mackie, we're going we're gonna to play a game at the end of the show called The Legend. Name game. This is where I'll say a name to you, and you get to talk about them for a couple minutes, and that's how we'll close the show out. So don't go nowhere, okay, Maxie? All right, I'll be hanging around. All right, brother. Karen, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, we lost you. Okay. I know. All I introduced you there. as a PKL <laughs> champion, someone that trained in Shona Karate. Also in Kung Fu, you'll be doing a Tai Chi seminar at the gathering in October, and you're part of the voices, the wow. voices I put together around America to talk about various topics. Karen, you're going to hear your voice tonight. How are you oh, doing? It's good. Oh, it's good to be back. I love this group. Well, we're we're we're. We got rid of the echo. That's cool. But I'm still missing the Wolverine. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> tonight's topic, McJojo's. Oh. Have you experienced one? 
Yes. And how do you feel Several. about them? <laughs> well, uh, when I was let me tell you, let me tell you the experience so everybody will understand what I mean by the dojo. I walked into a Walmart years ago, maybe 15 years ago, and I was going into McDonald's to get a hamburger because almost every Walmart has McDonald's. And right next to McDonald's was this big open space, had like six or seven, you know, dummies of century on the floor. The floor was padded, and I saw mirrors. Nothing was in there, nobody. But on the front of the window was kung fu, karate, self-defense. Make block the one year. Special. Come on in. So I walked <laughs> in. And this young man walked up to me, maybe pushing 20 years old. He was young. Had a block boat on. Nice and pretty and clean and crisp. Uniform was nice and white. And he walked up to me and said, may I help you? I said, well, I'm interested in that fine outfit that I can make lots of in a year. What do you got to do? And he goes, you got a credit card? I go, yes, but what do I need a credit card for? We don't take cash. We only take credit cards, and we can make you a blot boat one year, guaranteed. But you have to sign a contract, and you have to do so many lessons, and you have to come in an hour a week for like a year, and we'll guarantee you. And black belt. And I said, oh my goodness. Is this what my karate is turning into? And I did some research, Karen. And I found out that Walmart had opened these McDojos or whatever around the country. And what I mean by McDojo is get as many people as you can in there. And don't really worry about what you're teaching. Just fill the room up and make money. Doesn't matter how, what you teach. But anyway, don't get me started. But I want to hear your picture, Karen. Okay. I uh, When I was first married and we moved to Florida, I there was nowhere. There were no schools anywhere for me to train. And I had been training five days a week for 12 years. And so I'm 20 years old, and I have nowhere to go to, to train. So I did a lot of training on my own in the backyard. And then I heard about a place called Makito 1000, and I thought, that's a new one. <laughs> so uh, I called them, and here, if I wanted to join their school, in 18 months, they would give me my black belt, but it would be in judo, karate, and aikido all for $150 a month, which back then, now this is 1970, I mean, the, the, you know, the minimum wage was 160 okay? That was a huge amount of money. And I, I came from teachers who taught me that you could spend a year mastering, I mean, a lifetime mastering one form, okay? You know who I'm, what I'm saying. And I walk into this place, and people were there training, and 
I, I asked, well, I caused kind of a stir, and they asked me to leave because I said, what in the world are you selling here? I never saw anything like it. And that was the first time I ever saw combos and, and contracts and things like that. And it, it just blew me away. I, I never saw anything to compare to it. It, it was too much. And it uh, was one instructor. He knew everything. He couldn't have been 30 years old, but he knew everything. And I was going to be a black. I, I lost my chance to be the master of the universe with that. Wow. Well, that that's a that's a good example. Now, Karen, you're you're in a congested area up there in New Jersey, and there's like dojos every corner. Oh, yeah, everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. And the difference. Well, it used to be just kung fu and karate. Now there's MMA and there's yeah. Well, there's always judo and jujitsu and stuff. So. People don't really know unless they do research. And uh, it's funny that McDojo's, that word, even exists because it means, Tammy said it really good today when she was talking to Uncle Jerry. Fast food. Go in the drive-thru. Make it quick. Don't worry about the logistics. Get through the drive-thru. Get your Mm -hmm. order. And leave, and that's where uh, the dojo is. Yeah, or just Jersey, enough to get by. Up in Jersey, there is a group, and uh, I think you even know him. But they have a program for the families and for individuals. It doesn't matter. And I think this has caught on that you could, there are three different levels that you can join and pay. And the first level is just a member, and you're coming to class then you can come to two 45-minute classes a week, 45 minutes, and you have to buy their uniform, but you cannot have the good one. You have to wear the white, thin, see-through kind. Remember the kind that you can see your butt when it got sweaty? And yeah. you were locked in. That was 120. Now, if you wanted to be in the Black Belt Club, you got to wear a nicer day, and it was three 45-minute classes a week. And then there was the master class, and that was 165, and you got a gorgeous game, like a KI game, all wrapped out with the, the big pass in the back and the stripes and everything. And that was, that's telling you in 18 months you could have your black dog. Now, that's a McDojo to me. 45-minute classes, what can you – you're just warming up. And those kids cannot fight. They can't do any – they do not correct. You do not correct. And they do not test you. You graduate. Every every eight weeks, I think, at fifty five dollars a, a graduation, and nobody ever fails. So it's a different. Well, thing the one thing, you know, the one yeah. thing, Karen, that they hits me in the face really hard. Personal attention between sensei and student. Oh, you don't get no, that in dojos. You don't get no. that in dojos because it's about the masters. And the one reason I feel that I even survived these past 50 years is because of personal attention between Sensei and myself. And you don't get that in McDojo's. You don't get that personal attention. Well, what got me is everybody knew your parents were cheap if you were wearing a white uniform. (laughs) Oh, 
right. <laughs> everybody yeah. come in and you'd see it was a, it was an ego thing. You had to pay the better, the bigger money because then everybody else says, you know, you're just a basic person. <laughs> it was you such bet. a status. I, I never saw anything like that before. Well, I tell you what. God bless you, Karen, and pass over Thank the you. talking stick to me, okay? <laughs> All right. I pass the okay. stick over. Thank you so much. Now, this next person of the voices. He's pretty incredible, ladies and gentlemen. He's the web designer of the Sport Karate Museum. And you can check it out. www.sportkarate. There's that echo again. Archive. Museum Archive. A-R-C-H-I-V-E-S dot com. And you can see why we had over 6,000 hits last month. But the man is responsible for the excitement that you see when you go there. I'm going to bring him on right now. Echoing all. <laughs> Professor Tom Selma from Oregon. Hey, Tom, you there? Oh, yeah. I'm here and my echo is well, I think. It is. Well, well. <laughs> I hope, hope Justin and Wolverine we'll fixes we'll that. But it's kind of it's kind of funny. funny. But anyway, anyway, Professor, tell me, tell your, me your opinion, opinion. Joe. Yeah, just try and imagine we're all in a cave, you know. All right, so um, you know the McDojo I. The Mendojo idea is largely uh, a, relatively a relatively new phenomenon to me, and the media has given it voice and visual expression, so it's becoming bigger and bigger. Some of the, de- the definitions I found in researching was uh, that of a Mendojo school was a martial arts school that was established solely to make money instead of genuinely teaching martial arts. Uh, a, lot uh, a lot of the, the different references, references to the McDojo do, uh, style uh, categorize them as fraudulent martial arts programs, often including secret esoteric practices that years ago might have been labeled as cults and secret societies, but now are you know exciting and wonderful things to experiment and try. Uh, and venturing through the web, I found numerous websites that supported the debunking of various teachers, masters, magical anchorites, and incarnate avatars of the universe. The one thing that disappointed me was very few of them, with all the trouble and all the you know finger pointing, really helped to explain what the alternative was and what to look for in a good dojo and a proper dojo. And so they were only hyping the the other stuff as entertainment and kind of making a, a bad picture for a lot of people who were not in the know and honestly looking. In the 64 years I've tread the path of the way, I've seen so many come and go and ascend and fall. And frequently did I ever see the remarkable men and women Buddha whom I inter- encountered to take the time and feel it necessary to police the martial arts community, however. If asked, we can only speak the truth as we know it from our journey. It has been in my experience 
And in that moment, I would have, I could have, I did do, so on. Something that comes to mind to me is an old Zen story, and it kind of goes like this. The Zen master, Hakwan, was, was praised by his neighbors for living a pure life. A beautiful Japanese girl whose parents owned a food store lived near him. Suddenly, without any warning, his parents discovered that she was with child. This made her parents angry, and she would not confess who the man was, but after much harassment, later named Hakwan. In anger, the parents went to the master and said, is that so? Which is all he could say in rebuttal to what they were saying and accusing him of. After the child was born, it was brought to Hakwan, the master, and by this time he had lost his reputation, which did not trouble him, but he took the very good care of the child. He obtained milk from his neighbors and everything else the little one needed. A year later, the girl mother could stand it no longer, and she told the parents the truth. The real, farm, uh, real father of the child was a young man who was working in the fish market. The mother uh, and father of the girl at once went to Hakwan to ask his forgiveness, to apologize at length, and to get the child back again. And Hakwan was willing to yield the child, and he did. And all he said at that is that so. So, you know, um, the masters that I know, the people that I knew, they were very much like that. They would just go ahead and go, oh, really? Interesting. Okay. And they would be the example that shone far above any others who were bad examples, like my father always said, you're always good for something, even if it is a bad example. Today, our world is full of strife and mistrust and jealousy. People seek recognition without sacrifice and effort. Honor and steadfast heart and resolve are hard-won commodities, and miracles are few and far in between in our common-day occurrences. Many of the most valuable experiences that we have trans that have transformed me were gifts of mercy and grace from others along the way. The crucible of the dojo mat has long been the place where the truth becomes known. Is that so? Hi. Wakamaru, Japanese for yes, I understand. Well, cut him up. And that I yield back the stick. No. Thank you, Professor. That was awesome, Mr. Spell. Are you there, yep. buddy? Yep, I'm there. Sorry, I just had to step away from the mic a little bit. When you want a combative school like ours, uh, sometimes people get, you know, knocked out a little harder than, you know, you may have wanted. So you have to step out there and, and make sure everybody's going to be all right. So, yeah, we're good. So at this time, Professor, we'll, we'll, uh, we're going to bring on the advertisement. So I'm going to bring Mr. Spellman back on to talk about the uh, the website and uh, see if we can't even get those views up to 7,000. So, Mr. Spellman, if you're there, sir, come on and tell the ladies and gentlemen at home where they can uh, go and tell them, give them more information about the website. And then, Professor, we'll turn it right back over to you to bring on anyone that you want to talk about or uh, talk to about their upcoming event. So, Mr. Spellman, the Thank floor you, is yours. You have the stick. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, first of all, I want to uh, congratulate DE Chambers on a wonderful May 13th Youth International 32nd Annual uh, Tournament. Uh, I understand it was a great success and a huge, uh, you know, uh, shot in the arm for the martial artists in Texas and the AOK. And we had him on. 
Well, great, great job. Uh, we uh, and now drop that off of the upcoming event because it's now in the rearview mirror, and we're hoping that other people will strive to do as well as you did, and maybe even eclipse it if they can. We also have on the upcoming page, on the uh, the event page, we have still the Action Martial Arts Film Festival, the U.S. Action Martial Arts Film Festival, on October 19th and 22nd. And um, one of the things that is coming up uh, in the very near future is we're going to be constructing a page directly related to the October Legends event. And we'll be doing all kinds of service things on that event. So the thing is yet to come where you're going to have access to a lot of information and you'll be able to find yourself, uh, you know, uh, being in control of your experience there, going from place to place and thing to thing. Also, we will talk tonight at some point on Set VR. We have a page on all four Set VR on the um, the page, and um, you know it, it's great to be able to do that. We also have things like uh, the mention that uh, Professor made on the uh, the World Martial Arts uh, Ranking Association of uh, Mr. Berlinson, uh now run by Mr. Buten. And the fact that they are going to be participating in the event for uh, Mike Stone. So it's going to be a great opportunity, and all of that stuff can be found on the website at www.sportkaratemuseumarchives.com. And just go to the page, and there's a drop down list that has all the information that you can click on and view it yourself. And all of them that have uh, but needs a button to have a button that you can go directly to the web page of the actual event and do the registration for your convenience. And with that, I hand back the talking stick. Well, before you give me the talking, Tom, tell oh, our yes. listeners about the treasures page, the special page made Which? for the treasures okay. of the market. Well, there's a couple of things that I'm working on. One of the things is, is that I am going to set it up so that uh, once we stabilize and have the event for uh, and all the different bullet points for uh, Friday and for Saturday, I'm going to go ahead and create a page that will have that information there so you can actually call it up on your phone and copy it, and you'll have the actual event information at your disposal so you can walk around and it's, you know, it's like, you know, having uh, going to Disneyland and maybe punching a button and Disneyland's uh, map goes on your page so that you can find your way around. So we're going to have that there. So that's going to be very, very helpful. So it should make oh, yeah. it really, really easy for everybody to be able to find their way around and not sleep in and uh, take a nap and miss something they really wanted to see. Well, we made it. What I'm going to do for you, Tom, I'm going to make it very detailed. And so people, like you said, when they do the code and put it on their phone, they won't be able to miss some of the exciting things we've done. And I'm going to tell you something that's really cool. Mako, my old sword instructor, a great Japanese actor out of Hollywood, he would call me up before he passed, and he would tell me tidbits of wisdom. And one of the wisdom things he would share with me was, Gary, if you're going to do this museum, if you're going to do an event every year, and do all these incredible things, you better make sure that they talk about it afterwards. You make it so it's so mesmerizing that people can't wait. 
to come back next year. I can't wait to see what you've got done. And that's what we're doing this year with the help of what you're doing. So people will realize all the incredible things that we do for the gathering and the life. So thank you, Tom. Thank you so much. And with that said, I'm going to give the talking stick back over. Well, I tell you what, Wolverine, are you there, buddy? Yeah, I'm here. Let me let me let me talk about set VR a little bit and bring on yeah. here also before we give this tip back to you. First yeah, of no all, problem. a few years ago I got involved with virtual reality and Doctor Lee, did you call it by chance? Okay. So Doctor Reginald Lee, a nine theory black belt, has co invented a hologram to virtual reality that will literally kick your butt, but you have an opportunity to be it. And when you do, the wisdom warrior will appear. He will take your hand. He will lead you to a gate, and the gate will open up. And there'll be the history general portal. All the profiles of all the amazing history generals of the Fort Karate Museum. Now, we're going to start with the core group before we start adding all the history generals. Now, this core group is a group of men and women that helped create Fort Karate in America. One, Judge Roy Kerman the inventor and the creator of bringing the two-point kick rule to America and the founder of the Fort Worth Poem. George Minshew, the first man to give away a gold ring in open competition. Chris Minshew, an NBL world champion. Mike Stowe, the first superstar of America and Mike Dillard, the owner of Black Belt Magazine and Century Martial Arts, the largest manufacturer of clothing and martial arts in the world. With that core group, you'll learn a base foundation of what Sport Karate has done for America in the world. And we're so excited about that we are. Now, the other group that we support and we're a major sponsor for is the U.S. Martial Arts Film Festival that'll be October 19th to the 22nd in Scottsdale, Arizona. Now, what's exciting about this is they're going to be celebrating the 50th anniversary of Bruce Lee's Enter the Dragon, which changed the industry, along with 50 other films of martial arts icons around the world. Some of my friends who will be there will be Ron Van Cliff, Billy Blanks, Don the Dragon Wilson, Cynthia Rothrod, Chi Chu Lee, Ron Hall. Art Camacho, Eric Lee, 
just to name a few, ladies and gentlemen. So you don't want to miss this. This is October 19th to the 22nd. Now, I've got the co-producer on the show with me tonight, and I want to introduce you. Kier, are you there? Good evening, Dr. Chris and Gary. How are you? Well, we got rid of the ego. That I mean, you got rid of the echo. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> now, tell me some upgrades of what's happening. You got a podcast going on now, and you got any, any new people coming? Anything new podcast going on? Coming on. Uh, what's the interview with Cynthia Rothrock? Uh, we've got Mr. Jeff Speakman, Perfect Weapon supposed to be in the house, and uh, to everyone who doesn't know yet, besides celebrating, of course, the 50th anniversary of Into the Dragon, we're going to be showing the entire Bruce Lee catalog, the entire canon of films, which most people have not gotten to see on the big screen. That should be very exciting, along with classic films like Drunken Master, Black Dragon, Five Fingers of Death, uh, Five Deadly Venoms, all the way up into some some modern-day classics, such as Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And as you said, you know, many people miss these on the silver screen. So that's a, a completely different experience. Wow. Now, you're doing something very special for the Fort Crockett Museum. Yeah. For, every four, for every pass, a four-day pass that people purchase and they put SKM in, you're going to make a sweet donation to the Sport Crockett Museum. Explain that here. Yes, we are. Uh, in our efforts to further the arts, further the, the philosophy of, of martial arts into the future, we want to support incredible institutions like yours, and you've been very supportive of us. In fact, we will be at the, your Legends event, which is stellar, and uh, we want to be able to, to contribute and support Wow. So we want everyone out here. Yeah. Yeah, so please check into your site, the Sports Karate Museum, for a direct link to us at uh, the United States Martial Arts Film Festival, or you can go to us directly at US United States MAFF Martial Arts Film Festival dot com and uh kind of for that four day pass and make sure that we can help support and sustain the Sports Karate Museum. Wow. Thank you, Kira, so much. And make sure you tell Leo thank you, too. And we'll see you next week when we get to tell everybody more and more and more in the update. So thank you, Kira. Now, Always on. You bet, buddy. Now, I've got one more voice that I want to introduce to you. This voice is important. He is someone that we're going to be honoring. October 6th. He is the co-founder of the Black Karate Federation, better known as the BKF. He is also the president of the BKF. He's part of the voices. And this is exciting to me because ladies and gentlemen, I've got lucky in my career. I've got quite a few heroes and some of them are gone now but this man is my hero he's an incredible fighter one of the best in the 60s he worked at Blackboard Magazine 
when the likes of Joe Bullis, Bruce Lee, Chuck Norris walked the hallway. He was so proficient to what he was doing. The great brothers, Jim and Al Tracy, who owned the Tracy Karate Studios, gave him a school on the East Coast to run. So he is really the best of both worlds. He was one of the best fighters on the West Coast, and he turned out to be one of the best fighters on the East Coast. And I can brag about him because I love it. He's probably one of the only, I don't know too many people, but I only know one that beat the great Benny Akitas more than twice. That's right. And, you know, this guy, he's my hero. And I'm so proud to introduce him. His name is Jerry Smith. Now, we call him Uncle Jerry because of Hawaii. When you call someone uncle or auntie, they are family. So, Uncle Jerry, are you there? Yes, sir. I certainly am. Well, I know today when Tammy and I were explaining to you McDojo's, that was a new word for you. But since this afternoon, do you understand what a McDojo is, sir? <laughs> I do now. <laughs> I do now. Uh, I must tell you that I wish that I could speak on this subject uh, intelligently. Uh, but yeah, I'm probably the oldest person out of the uh, on the bosses. You know, I've been around for really a long time, and I've had studios on both coasts and uh, uh, West Coast and East Coast. And um, I swear to you, I've never, I never ever heard anything about a Mac. Studio or Matt Karate Studio. Uh, so listening to you guys tell me about it, and listen to Karen talk about it, and listen yeah. to, and obviously, evidently they've been around a long time. But uh, evidently they've been around a long time. But I swear, either I was sleeping or something. You know, maybe I'm just too old. But I never run, ran across any schools like that. And well, tell uh, people we talked about this. Back in the day, um, if a studio moved into uh, our community, I mean, West, West Coast is pretty big, so there's a, uh, there's a big community, uh, but in individual communities, we would go in and see who, uh, you know, who was running the studio. It would all be done very politely, and we would, you know, find out who who was there, where they studied, how long they studied, and what they knew. And if they were if you guys in the background could put your phones on mute, that'd be great because I, you know, we we're trying to hear what Mr. Smith has to say, and we can't hear it for the language going on in the back. Thank you. Thank Go you ahead, Mr. Yeah. Smith. Thank you, Will. Thank you, sir. 
Well, if they were benefit, I mean, excuse me, if they were legit, we would, because you figure uh, a new studio moves in, moves into an area, they uh, will teach specific systems and styles and what have you. We would welcome them into the community and 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 try to learn from them if they knew something that we did not. But if they were not legit, if they were just moving into you know, uh, you know. <laughs> you know, make money and, 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 and they were not legit and they weren't teaching what legitimate martial arts, we would put their butts and send them on their way. And uh, I, and, and that did happen a, 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 a couple of times. But as far as the kind of studios, the Mac studios, I wish I could speak intelligently about it, but I swear I just never ran across anything like that. Yeah. I'll well, back to you. Yeah, well, you know, Uncle Jerry, the dojo is just this terminology that's used by some old people in the sense they've been around for a long time. He doesn't like to tolerate people just going through and just teaching what they can just to make money. Because, you know, karate is very personal, as you know. And it is it it was really strange to see that happen, but you know I know what America's made of. There's opportunities where people will try to take advantage of thinking they show they know the knowledge to be able to teach something which they have no not idea of what it is. Just around what we call a master or a sensei or sit through some of this legitimate. And uh, I don't know. It's been fun talking about it tonight. But with that said, David Chambers, you didn't get the call in yet, did you? I know he was on an airplane. And Uncle Jim Moore, he'll be on he, he, week. Yeah, he sent me so, a text and said he got kicked up, knocked off of the main line, but he's not yet called back in. Or if he did. Yes, can you hear me? Yes, there he is. Okay, I thought we picked him back up. There we go. There you go. There we go. There we go. Is that David? Yes, sir. Yes, I'm in the airport, but I'm here. He, he, yeah. Where where you where you fly to? Where you flying from, David? Where you where you fly to? I'm going. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm uh, going from Texas to Florida. I'm oh man! Oh, you are. Oh. Yeah, I'm in, uh, cool. in Orlando. Well, that means you're in Orlando. Okay, listen, guys. One more time, if you're not talking, please mute your phone I, I think, so we don't hear the background noise. Yeah, I think I think that background noise okay. is coming through Mr. Chambers' phone, Professor, because he's in the airport, so that'll be all right. Uh, that, that'll be it fun. is. Okay, let me introduce him then. Ladies and gentlemen, this next man who's in an airport in Orlando right now, so he's part of the voices. He is the president of the largest Sport Karate Association in Texas. He is the MVP of Texas over five times within the Golden Greek Award. He runs a beautiful karate studio in North Houston and has for over 30 years. He is a very, very, very 
important part of the Sport Card Museum and the Atrey Block Belt underneath the History Journal, my dear friend David Chambers. David, are you there? Can you hear me, David? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. We're having yes, a good time with, with echoes. And That's okay, Fred, You should have added. Good. You should have added the intro. Super dedicated radio voice. Because he's he's even he's even getting on the show <laughs> while he's trying to while he's trying to take a trip. That's funny. Okay, Dave. Here we yes, go, sir. McDojo. How do you feel about him? You know about him? You know him? What do you well, think about I find it. I find it strange. I find it strange because I feel like I'm behind in everybody. Because likewise, I haven't really bumped into too many. And I've heard about them. I almost wanted to go to one, like up my rank, but uh, I have heard about it. And from what I have heard, you know, that is a major disservice to the art. Now, what I know is if, if, even if you're unaware of it and you walk into the door, if you've never done martial before, you have some idea what you what you want, such as discipline and respect. And if I make those jokes, what I've heard it to be, it's not going to smell like bullshit and respect. Yeah. So then if it don't have no. that atmosphere, don't have that feel, then I think that even the parent who's never taken more stuff before, they realize this is the wrong place to be. <clears throat> so a certain dojo, certain activities bring about a certain level of confidence, a certain level of respect by falling down, have to get back up, by it being difficult sometimes. And I do know that you don't have to be a flag just to know what's real. And so I say I can't give you the depth total piece of <clears throat> different ones I've been in because I have not been in them. I've only heard about it. But I can say this. I had an event this past weekend, and I saw a lot of people. I don't believe they were from a McDojo. I saw a lot of strong attitudes, and that comes from hard work. That comes from, again, falling down. That comes from getting back up after you fell down seven times to get up eight times. And because of that, I believe even if, even if a new person walks into one, they shouldn't be victim to it because they should either have a certain fear and realize that's not it. And ultimately, come to a real dojo. That's my take on it. Well, thank you, David. And thank you for taking time to call us, even though you're on the air. And uh, what are you going to do in Florida? What's going down there? I'm going... Do just the, I'm going to do what McDojo does. I'm going to kick back, lay down, play, and have fun. But I do also have a karate demo. I mean, a karate, it's not demo, karate dinner that they're having. So I'm going to go out here with uh, Grandmaster Graves. He flew in from Florida to support our event. So I grabbed a bunch of my students, told them to get on the plane with me, and we all running through the airport like we lost. But uh, we, are, we, you know, we, we are in Florida now, so we're going to have a great time out here. Cool. Well, you be safe, and I'll call you when you get back to Texas, young man. Thank you so much. Before I let you go, before I let you go, make sure, make sure you tell your son uh, he did a fantastic job. I was was so excited to actually have him uh, participate in the seminar. 
some of my students know real karate now. Uh, so you and your seeds came in and made an excellent showing. So make sure you give him a kiss on the cheek for me. Thank you, D. That's awful sweet of you, and I appreciate that so much. You know, you know, you know, he, he's 31 years old now, and his whole life has been what could I say, and traveling all around the world with me, and now he's a representation of, I believe, true karate do, and I thank you. That means a lot you say that, D. means a lot. Thank you I so much. I can truly tell you that he did not come from a McDojo, sir. I can guarantee you he did not come from a McDojo. <laughs> no. No. You're right. You're right. Well, that said, I'll give the talking stick back over to the Wolverine. Wolverine, here you go, buddy. Hey, well... All right, Professor. I guess it's uh, I guess it's time that you go wake up cousin Eddie or get him to stop a pool game or put down his. Yeah, well, uh, no, he's in back. He's in back. Let me go get him. And uh, <laughs> you fixed the echo, huh? What was the echo coming from? That's just where people had their, uh, you know, their phones on in the background. But you know, we'll scrub it. Oh, okay. Okay, because we never had that before, but. It was kind of added a little flair to our show. I love it. Yeah, Let me that's go all get right. Him. Hey, Cousin Eddie, wake up! Hey! Take a minute. Get in here! Get in here! Wolverine's on the line. Here you go, here you go. Hey! Hey! You there, buddy? Cousin Eddie. I want to talk about Grand Poopas, 13th okay. degree black belt. Oh, you know Lord. any? Well, I Who I, gave no. them? Who gave them a 13th degree black belt? Wolverine? I, I, I have no idea. Oh, I do know this, um, that, you know, I did, I guess I did meet one. I was getting ready to say, no, I didn't meet one. But anyway, when, uh, you know, uh, the government called us in for the contracts to start training the military for the Purple School. The Purple School is where all branches train, and they were looking for a combatives instructor for uh, the Special Forces. Uh, the guy that they brought in to demonstrate his techniques, uh, you know, against me for the for the contract, he was a 13th degree the ninja. He was a ninja. Yeah, 13th degree. Uh, you know, he didn't get the contract, obviously, so, you know, that was good. But I, I don't, you know, I don't know who gives them 13th degrees. I, that was the first one I'd ever encountered in person, you know. It's kind of like seeing Bigfoot. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I can always count on you to tell the truth, Wolverine. So you well, made a 13th degree Bible, huh? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I should have got his autograph at the end of the day, but funny story is, uh, and Mr. Smith will like this whole thing, so uh, I'll just go ahead and finish the story. So anyway, he uh, he started videoing me, and on the Special Forces compound, there's not supposed to be any video on anything going on or pictures, so uh, they come down and confiscated his camera and took it up and cleared it, and uh, he went to get his camera back, and he'd come back down to the combatives area, the combat readiness training facility and um the uh commander come down and he asked him uh colonel colonel asked him he was like um 
why was you videoing him? And he was like, well, you know, he 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 does he blends, you know, stand up and throws and ground. I've never seen anybody blend anything like that 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 good before, you know. And he said, well, what do you think about what he's teaching? He said, oh, he's a hundred percent correct with everything he's doing. He said, I was just videoing him so I could take it back and 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 show our uh, head instructor and see if there was any ways we could modify some of the saying and you know change it that we could use it and he said well if he's 100 percent correct then if you messed with any of it it would throw it off it wouldn't make it better and uh the guy just kind of laughed but he said you know i know that guy is an avid competitor uh because we looked him up and he said and you know funny thing about that guy is his instructor broke my jaw in a kickboxing match back in the early 70s he's talking about joe lewis and uh, so the commander just shook his hand and said, well, we'll call somebody and we'll get you packed up and get you sent back to Japan. But, you know, it just goes to show you what a big impact when, we, when you know, you guys, when Professor Gary Lee is talking about legends and stuff and these people that have been there and led the way, here it is that many years later in a situation that, you know, Grandmaster had already, you know, passed away and then all of a sudden, you know, he comes up, and, you know, that that's part of the thing that, that helps me to get the contract. This guy says, you know, that, that our stuff is right, but Joe Lewis knocked him out, you know. So I just thought that was awesome. So Joe Lewis, I guess, had knocked him out, but this must have been way before he got, you know, to be a 13th Dan. But I think what happens in America is everybody always mm-hmm. wants more and more and more. So when everybody becomes a, you know, a, a high rank, these guys think that they can inflate their rank and just keep going with it. And I guess they think it makes them seem, uh, you know, better. I guess kind of like these guys, you know, I, I don't know. I guess they just, uh, you know, it's like the McDojos you was talking about, you know, that they're, you know, nowadays they're on every corner um, and it's unfortunate, but, you know, it's like that. that's the same thing. You got these guys that just want to, you know, they, 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 they want to be so much better than everybody else. Their ego ranks them into, the, you know, affinity. You know, it won't be long, uh, Cousin Eddie, they'll be infinity belts. And these guys will be, you know, the number will be infinite. They're, they're so, their wisdom is just, you know, it's it's universal. It's going so big. So, you know, uh, so it's a sad thing. But um, pretty much they're, you know, they're pretty much just make-believe, in my opinion. Well, Wolverine, I appreciate you so much, but I, I ain't to be rude, but I got a girl. That's my trailer. I got to go back to entertainer. So I'll see you next week. I got to go, big guy. But thank okay. you so much. Grab two bucks. Ah! Yeah, funny stuff. Hey, Wolverine, I'm sorry. Thanks. He's got a girl back there in that trailer. Well, I'm, I'm proud of Cousin. I'm proud of Cousin Andy back there with a girl. I know. Yeah, I don't know. Matter of fact, I'm gonna movie. make sure he gets some applause for that. That's good stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, that's good stuff. And tell you what, can you give me the talking stick so I'm bring Maxie yes. back on? Please? Yes, you've got the talking uh-huh. stick. Bring the gas back on and finish up with the Come name back. game. Super, Maxie, are you there? I'm here. Hey, Maxie, it's kind of a crazy hour, and I appreciate it so much. Yeah. But we're in the show with you playing the legend name game. Now this was invented by a friend of mine named Bob White. Do you know Bob? He's from California. 
You ever met Bob Watson yeah. for Max? No, I don't think I have. Yeah, he was there at the grand opening. I don't know if you got to meet him or not. But anyway, he invented this. And what it is, I'll say a name. And you get to talk about him for about two minutes. And then I'll you as many names as I can to close this show out. Are you ready? I'm trying. Alan Steen. Then I'm Mr. Steen. Uh, grand uh, the pretty much but, uh, stereo master many many great competitors have uh, came from him Mr. I met Mr. Steen in um, 1971 I was a raw black belt my first degree in a tournament with uh, a gentleman that I had never met. And uh, he was a pretty well-versed black belt at the time. Uh, I was a neophyte, and Mr. Steen said, hey, fresh meat. So I had to fight this gentleman. And I think I was able to uh, inflict the first point on him. I had a, I had a back then you could use a a, a sweep, a round kick, and a back back kick, and a and a coin, a pointed one. I thought, ooh, that's exciting! And then he proceeded to beat the snot out of me. So that was my first event with Mr. Steen. But uh. I have a very uh, good, I had a very good relationship with for a number of years. I have a picture with Mr. Steen, Rudy Smedley, and myself and uh, a 10th degree uh, process that he had with a number of other people. Uh, it, was a, cool. it was a really great time. Um, Mr. Steen and Mr. Burleson had a number of tournaments t- together with uh, they were had Dallas Fort Worth tournaments, uh, which I was involved in, in several of them, and uh, they were they were a lot of fun. My instructor George Minshew. No, oh, George Minshew. Well, let me tell you this: I kicked George Minshew's ass one time. <laughs> and, well, oh, I got to go back. He kicked my ass too. We had two fights. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I won one. I won one, and he won one. Uh, we were yeah. in Abilene, and there was a black belt uh, photographer that took our picture, and he and uh, I had George Minshew on the ground, punching him out, and he said, that was George Minshew punching me out. It was really, uh, if I could have found that guy to choke him, but anyway, <laughs> uh, it was it was a great it was a great tournament. It really was. I, I uh, bested everyone, and I was the lightweight champion. I had to fight uh, Mr. Buten, which uh, I lost. I think maybe seven to three or six to four. It was really a great tournament, and 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 Jim Buten was uh, is still mine. Yes. Jim will be there in October. 
with Mr. Burles' group, and he'll be selling his book. I got one more for you, Mackie. Demetrius, the Golden Greek Cabana. Oh, my God. Well, I fought Demetrius um, early, and uh, I ducked a sidekick from him and lost by one point. I beat Demetrius in Oklahoma City by one point. And later in a competition match between Fort Worth and Dallas, he kicked my ass. So that's that's our that's kind of our. I was I was getting older and I, and I was kind of getting you know moving on, moving down the uh, the ranks and getting ready to retire. But he did he did a number on me in that one. Yeah, but we were always friends. Well, you know, it took me 17 years, Maxine, to win the Golden Greek Award. And in all the interviews yeah. I've done through my career, I always mention the fact that I'm so proud that I became a Golden Greek winner. Even well, though this one, uh, uh, Demetrius Avanis was, I, people that may not have known him, was a really wonderful person. He was really a great guy. And we spoke yeah. many times. And we had a lot of, uh, uh, you know, interjections and, 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 and tournament times and all that. My um, first encounter, I was able to, I was one, I, I was weird. I, I could duck a kick. I ducked a sidekick with Demetrius in Fort Worth. And he got up and said, I forgot about that. <laughs> it, it was well, you know, I wasn't, but I was a little tiny guy, so I was able to duck some kicks. But anyway, we were we were friends. Uh, I like Demetrius. Well, cool. Well, you know, next week we're gonna do we're gonna have George on, Mister Minshew, and oh, I'm sure George about Minchu. that fight. <laughs> I'm sure talk about that fight. I, I love George. Uh, yeah, you know what. Maxie, thank you for being on the show tonight. And we've dealt with the echoes. We've done, dealt, dealt with uh, the time delay. But God, you, Maxie. Yeah, God bless you, the, the last I time I saw Mr. Manchu, uh, we were at Mr. Burleson's uh, interment uh, prior to his um, Prior to the last event, and George came up and he said, I, I went to shake his hand. And he said, no, you're not going to shake my hand. He said, you're going to hug my neck. So that's, <laughs> I think, how, how close we were in in karate. I, I love George Manchu and his family. Well, you know, Max, I can't believe that George is 80 years old. I mean, his birthday is well, 80 years old. Let me, let me, let me, one more preface and then I'm gone. George, I was getting to, uh, towards the end of my fighting career. Uh, and I, I think I was 77 or eight. No, wait a minute. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not there now. I'm 66, 67, somewhere in there. And I said, George, I said, when will you have had enough of this stuff? And he said, well, when you've had enough of this stuff, he said, you know, because you've got to say, I've had enough of this stuff. And 
this is it. You're done. And I'm I'm three years younger than George. And he, and the, like I said, the last time I saw him, I, I went to shake his hand. And he hugged my neck and he says, "Come on, man, you know, we got a hug." Well, I, I can't love, wait I to George. see him. I can't wait to see in October, Maxie. Yeah, you and Beverly and George will give me well, a name, I'm sure. <laughs> I know, but just uh, you know, try to make sure that I'm with the the, the group from. From this area, I don't want to sit back or sit sideways or left. I don't want to be out where I don't know anybody. I would appreciate it. Okay, Maxie. You know what I've done? But I got blame Tammy because it's always been first come, first serve. And this year with Mike Stone coming and honoring Jerry Smith and Kerry Herman, we've already sold out once. And it's not even six months away. So I'll probably sell out at least two more times. So what we need to do is probably next week I'll give you a call. I'll give you a great seat. I'll put you I'm going to sit you with George. How's that? And that would be I tell you what, I would hug that sucker's neck and hug yours too. Well then that's why I'll do this. I'll call you next do week it. and I'll put you in Beverly with George and Chris. Okay, I'll that do would that. Be great. I'd love it. Super. Well, thank you for being on the show tonight, and thank you for sharing that wisdom of Texas a little bit with our and listeners. Thank you for inviting me, um, uh, Mr. Mister Lee. I appreciate it. Please, please, Maxie, call me Gary. I'm not a mister. I'm a, well, I'm, I'm lucky I'm a Gary. <laughs> I'm old Gary, you know what I mean? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, again. Thank you so much. With that said, I will have some talking sick over to my dear friend, the Wolverine. Wolverine? Thank thank you, sir. That was a great interview tonight. And, uh, you know, a lot of of great stuff, talking about all the McDojos. Sorry I had to step away from the mic a minute. You know, when I had somebody laying in my floor bleeding, I had to, you know, Stitch them up, make them get some blood. That's, what, that's the way we do it that's here. You know? Yeah, that's what hey, happens. Hey, so I got knocked out and cut at the same time. So, you know, so well, you got you know, magic we, fingers. I mean, Justin, Justin will fix up the shows. Oh, it'll be great. You know what's great. exciting, Wolverine, is that we've been on the air now five, well, this is our sixth show, and every one of them got the big review. Big response from around the world, and uh, we just got to knock off that echo. How are we got to do that? Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get it. He'll get it. He'll take care of it. That won't be no big deal. I, I, I know you will. I know sometimes, you will. sometimes but, uh, when it's when it's through the call in system, uh, if somebody has their phone yeah. and they're talking on their phone on uh, a speaker instead of just you know like it instead of just talking into it, it'll 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 make a reverb right. and an echo. But yeah, he'll scrub it. It'll be good. Well, what what helped me was I bought a microphone, you know, for the podcast. So that's what I do every week. Yeah. I actually have a podcast microphone, and I don't have to deal with the echoes. But anyway, we'll get yeah. you the kinks and comes whatever. And it just, but anyway, just gives we'll the character love like you. stars. Love you too, sir. <laughs> is that person that was bleeding, is he okay? 
Yeah, they, they're fine. You know, here they already back to spark. I mean, they'll probably knock their stitches loose before I go in. I just had to, you know, put a couple stitches in it right quick. Don't take me but a second. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm used to that. We're used to that here. Yeah, that's why that's the difference in a McDojo. You won't see that in a lot of places. You know, around town, even the police department, if there's a call near this building, they rush to it because they're like, we know that karate school will take care of it real quick. So they make sure they get there quick because we don't play around in here. So you know, we got that reputation. But hey, it's okay. I, it could be worse reputations to have, but. You know, you can't learn to fight if you never got hit hard, you know, so you gotta you gotta see what you I hear that. So, you know, we we when we say we test our metal, we test our metal, you know. So uh, you know, if they can, yeah. well, if they I can wanna, get I back in there, they're doing good. Go ahead. I sir. worked on this uh I worked on this this afternoon, so I won't go ahead and tell you what I've done. I put a you asked me to put a list of October, the appearance of the warring. This is what we got going. You've got a seminar at 2 o'clock, you know, for everybody, along with Mike Stone and everybody, Carrie Spicer and Mark Shuey. Then at 3 o'clock, we do the high dive promotion for Mike. And then you do the haka for Uncle Jerry. you got the coward table at the Super Vendor Show. And then you do something special for Karen on Saturday. I've got you busy. Now, the other thing I want to ask you, Wolverine, the girls. Does the girls make the book for Karen? Yeah, I'll be I'll they be calling Karen. October? Yeah, I'll be making sure they get in there for October. Make sure I want both girls in that book. Yeah, okay? we'll have them. And yep. they 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 go in not as ambassadors. They go in as history generals because they've been okay. around a long time. <laughs> And yep. get that done, buddy. Call Karen and uh, get that done. Yep. Okay. We'll get it. Well, thank you, Wolverine. And You're I'll welcome. talk to you real soon, big guy. Yes, sir. All right. That'll conclude our show, Professor. So you can tell them goodbye if you'd like. All right, everybody. Good night, Karen. Good night, Tom. Good night, Uncle Jerry.